Living our cause. Hilda Bear lives in Rohini. She begins by telling us what Rohini was like when she moved there in 1956. There was the old church, the old Catholic church on the main street, which had been built in the late 1860s. So it was nearly 100 years old. It wasn't quite 100 years old when the new church was built, the bigger church. There was a two-roomed school at the back of where that church is. And Mrs. Cal, who was the headmistress, this was the infant school. She lived out on the Hoth Road. I don't remember where the children then would have gone to school when they left the infant school. But it wasn't too long after that that the new school was built, the new boys' school, girls' school, an infant school. The public house at the corner down in the village was the Manhattan. There was no library. The four shops opposite the cemetery in the village were built around about that time as well. People used to come to the village to look at the eight crescent cottages because apparently that was a unique piece of architecture and for the length of time they were there and they were built for employees of Jemison's yeah and it was Jemison's owned the house the big house that was in there that the um, lodge was belonged to Hilda tells us what brought her to the area I didn't give it any thought at all except that it was a, a house that um, we were going to be able to afford and uh, there was a village atmosphere about it and I suppose whether I thought about it at the time that there was an advantage in having my husband's parents living so near and other than wanting to live on well I I don't even know if I really wanted to live on the north side but when I was presented with the house on the south side I then realised no I didn't want to live there I wanted to live on the north side and there was always all the excitement of getting married and having your own house and the fact that Jerry knew quite a few of the neighbours it was a huge change because I had to leave my job when I got married because when married women couldn't work, regardless of whether they had a family or not. It just didn't work. So here I was with a whole day to myself. And um, I have to say only for my mother-in-law down in the village, which took was 10 minutes walk away, I think I'd have been terribly bored. And the neighbours, as I got to know them, were very good. But they were like four years ahead of me as regards their families. And um, there was very little community activities, community contacts as such, because um, after three or four years, there were plans going through to have the big Catholic church built in the village. And um, that meant kind of coming together of neighbours. Shortly afterwards, there was um, Residence Association. Residence Association, that was it. That was very good for keeping an eye on things and making suggestions to Dublin Corporation as to what improvements needed to be done, like bin collection and keeping the roads clean and cutting the grass verges. And it was also very sociable in as much as that they ran... dinner dances which were the thing in those days 
the old shielding was there at the time. Yes, it must have been my first memory. Strong memory of it is when Mary, my first daughter, made her Holy Communion. We had we went down there and had a kind of a family breakfast. And that would have been 1958. Hilda told us how people travelled to the city centre at that time. People mostly seemed to use the bus service when it got more frequent than go on the train, which had been the popular way of going to town or going to work. I can't remember when Rohini Soccer Club was formed, but from the very early stages, I know that the Rohini Shamrocks, the athletic club, running, I suppose they did, that was there from very, very, very early on. So it was a huge change from for me from where I lived. It was much more community-based. People just seemed more friendly. And my, my closest friend, um, her family had come back. They had emigrated to America and they came back in 1933, the time of the slump. Her father was a builder and he began to build houses up on the Navan Road, off the Navan Road. Then I don't know whether he got restless or things weren't going so, going so well for him and they went back to the States in 1946. And I really, really, really missed my friend. We weren't exactly inseparable because we went to different schools, but we had grown up together from being quite young, three or four. I, I didn't realise how how much that particular friend meant to me until she wasn't there. They went back to the States. We kept in touch all the time until she died. And like when we when we got a bit of money, we went out and visited her. Hilda tells us about the village. There was um, the shop where, beside where the library is, it's the ex- expert hardware. But that is in the garden of the house beside it, which was a grocery shop and post office. And when we came, Jimmy Walsh was the owner of the shop. Like you went in, it had a counter and you went in, you bought your goods there. And he was also the postmaster. And his mother had been the postmistress there when it was opened in sometime in the 1800s. And then Jimmy Walsh's son, Barry, he became the postmaster and owned the shop. And then um, when they handed the shop over to Barry, they bought one of the houses further down the road. And Barry is still there. And then those shops around the corner opened up sometime in the early 50s. There's one of the blue plaques on the wall which tells you that the first school in Rohini was built on that on that site. Those houses, the 12 houses, which were the ex-servicemen's houses, they didn't have any toilets or running water up until the 50s. There was a pump in the middle of the crescent of houses where they got the water from and they had... Um, Dry toilets, well, they weren't dry toilets, they used Elston fluid or something in it. They were known as Nelson Eddies, the toilets were. Now, further up, a short distance up the Hoth Road, there was one of the, wa- the pumps that had a, it was a bit about this high, and you, you, turned, you turned a hand, a little handle, and that turned on the water. 
But the one that they had in Rohini Gardens is what those houses were known as. It was up on a kind of a, a circle on a bit of a height and you had to pump the water like that. It was taken away when the, when the water was laid and all of the people in those houses would have had connections with the, the British Army. Jerry's mother and father had bought a television set the time that Jerry's father retired. That was some of the pension money went on that. And so they had television with an aerial. We didn't have television here until Mary was four. So that was a big thing to have television. But we had a we had a an aerial on the roof. Somehow or other we were able to use people called flats lived attached on to us. And we were able to use to get a lead off their aerial or something. I can't quite remember, but I know that that was a feature of, of getting the television set. That was entertainment. And you went to the pictures a lot. Sutton, down Sutton. They weren't always first with the most up-to-date released films, but they did eventually come there. Or you could there'd be different pictures on down in the Fairview and you'd go down on the bus to Fairview to the pictures. And then we were big fans of the Theatre Royal in town, which had absolutely brilliant things. Brilliant. It did a, a stage show and a film show at the same time. This residence association, they organised dinner dances, they were, maybe every three or four months, maybe maybe not that often. But then Jerry was very still very involved in Anoiga. And so a lot of our social life revolved around that. They had socials, they ran socials in the Crystal in town and they had about two dress dances, which are kind of upmarket events, um, twice a year, in like Cleary's Ballroom or the Metropole. Hilda tells us when Rohini Library came about. I'd say the middle 60s, because I'm thinking I had the two girls when... I used to take them on the train to Hoth, to the library. And Mary was born in 58 and Ruth in 59. So they'd have had to be at least four or five going out there. I think it must have been there. It must have it must have been earmarked for, for a library. I think the Avondale houses, just the other side of the Hoth Road there, they were built around the library would have been built around about the time they were built and they were built some short time after us because i remember um they were they were a kind of a dublin corporation house i i don't know how it worked really Mm. and um the repayments were 50 no you put down a deposit of 50 50 pounds and the repayments on this house were eight pounds a month at the Avondale houses there, uh, I know there was this deposit of 50 euro, fifty pounds but the repayments were, were not as expensive as that coming up towards the end it was a 35 year lease coming up towards the end Jerry said it was like he was paying pocket money the repayments on the house you know were like pocket money towards how his salary had gone up in the meantime Bringing up kids and that kind of thing, um, you didn't have a great, great deal of time. But, but it all seemed to be 
okay, it all works out fine. And um, as I say, I had my mother-in-law down there and um, everybody seemed, they just seemed satisfied with, you know, with what was going on. I asked Hilda what her favourite memory of Rohini is. 1988, mm-hmm. the Dublin Millennium. That was huge in Rohini. We've, we had lots of events. We had a local, um, a local uh, Lord Mayor. Oh gosh, I can't think of her name now. She was brilliant. We had about 25 flags flying on flagpoles in the church grounds. And there were various um, events run for the kids. That now stands out in my mind. Like without thinking too much, that, that comes from my mind first. Leo George Devitt, he's quite a character, also he lives down in St Anne's. He, in the summertime, he wears a Panama hat and a waistcoat, a flower in his buttonhole, and he takes photographs. He's lovely. He gave me a couple of photographs because he just knew I liked them. And he does a series of um, Rohini views for his Christmas cards. I don't know, I, I hadn't thought about that for a while, but that comes into my mind. It was a great time and it was it was lovely, a lovely summer and, you know, everybody was in great form. It was great. Hilda tells us how she has enjoyed her time in Rohini. Well, when I did it, I didn't know it was going to be as good as it was. And I told you the circumstances as to how, how we, we got the house from my mother reading the paper. Um... I suppose I was just lucky that it worked out the way it did and being so close to my mother-in-law, which if if I had been asked, would you do it? I'd always got on well with her, but I don't know. It, it just, just worked out. She was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. This programme was made with the support of Culture. For more information on this series, please visit nearfm.ie forward slash living hyphen archives. Living Archives is a growing collection. If you have a story you'd like to share with us, please contact us at documentary at near.ie.